Welcome to the Building Heroes Podcast, where we learn to build heroes in our homes to help our kids be prepared for their life journeys. Hi, I'm your host, Molly Christensen, and I love to encourage and mentor you on your path. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Building Heroes Podcast. And today I am super excited to introduce to you my friend and somebody who changed the way we think, did things around here. This is Nicolene Peck from Teaching Self Government. And, you know, she's got this awesome bio, but I actually just want to tell you why she's so cool um, and how she changed my life. I mean, I met her probably about 15 years ago and I was just really struggling trying to figure out how to get my kids to do anything. <laughs> and um, I was yelling at them and bribing them and doing all sorts of tactics that I knew were wrong, but didn't know what else to do. And so when I met Nicolene and learned her techniques, it really helped everything in our whole family situation. So when it comes to parenting, let me read a little bit of this because this is so good, of uh, her bio. Nick Lane Peck is a worldwide phenomenon and leader and for good reason, and I totally agree. So I am, she has a proven system based on calmness, which was totally what I needed. <laughs> and like even nowadays, people are like, you needed calmness? You're so good at calmness. Um, like, like yeah. I haven't learned the skill, right? Not learned the skill yet. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But she has a system based on calmness, principles of self-government, and good communication, and it transformed even the most out-of-control teenagers and homes from chaos to calm within days. And that is true. And I loved it. And when in 2009, she had her family featured on a BBC show. It was a documentary where they had two troubled British teens um, come stay in their house for eight days. And I watched that whole thing, thoroughly enjoyed it. And it was amazing how you applied those techniques and those teenagers loved you for it. Yeah. So anyway, super excited to have Nicolene with me on this podcast to help me launch it off because she has been so instrumental in helping me learn really how to build heroes in my home, because that's what this podcast is all about. So, Nicolene, do you want to just tell us a little bit more about your story and how you came to build heroes in your home? Yeah, for sure. Um, and by the way, Molly, I have to say, you know, you were, set, you were really vulnerable and you said, you know, I was yelling, I was doing things that I really wished I wouldn't have been doing. And what I found is that nobody wants to be that yelling mom. Nobody wants to be that one where they go, am I a monster today? Because I didn't plan that. That's not what they're hoping for, but they just don't know what they don't know, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and when all of a sudden you share a skill with somebody that they need, it just changes everything. So Yes, in my family, we've done a lot of talk over the years about who we're becoming and why we're doing the things in our family that we're doing that are a little bit different than what other families do. In fact, they're more deliberate, I would say. That's the term that we focus on is, well, how about we just do things on purpose? How about we don't just accidentally 
do things. And if we're going to communicate with each other, let's do it deliberately. If we're going to solve problems, let's make a plan and really do it the right way. If we're going to learn something, let's go straight to the source. If we're going to really become the greatest version of ourselves, a hero type version of ourselves, then how about we really be honest and deliberately analyze us and make the changes that we need to. So we became a different kind of family because I took a deliberate approach to parenting, to relationships, to education for my children. And even though maybe a few people looking on thought, does she really know what she's doing? This is super weird. In the end, uh, the whole world, every continent now has come to us and said, hey, could you tell us what you're doing at your house? So <laughs> I think it turned out. Oh, totally. And I love that you bring up this whole idea of being deliberate and intentional because sometimes it's just so easy to just be swept along with everything that's going on and and part of that is like we were you were pointing out is we didn't know what else to do you know it's like somehow i just turned to yelling at my kids trying to bribe them to get them to do what i thought they needed to do because i didn't know what else to do mm -hmm. so um you want to speak to that a little bit like where does it yeah. start in yeah well, it to be more deliberate i guess so it really does start with the parent that's the biggest thing so we all look at our children's misbehavior and we say oh well that is not okay uh, i don't want my children to do that that's not socially acceptable that's dishonest that's disobedient you know p fill in the blank annoying but yeah, okay, straight up annoying, <laughs> okay, <laughs> whatever it is, yeah, exactly, but we say we don't want our children to do that, and we put all of the focus on the children when we're trying to help the children have a change of heart and a change of behavior, but it really starts with the parents choosing to analyze themselves and have have a change of their hearts and their behavior. If you're going to ever teach anything to your children that has to do with character development, which I believe is what you're really hitting heavy on here, right, is character development of the person. That means that the parent has to be on the same journey. They have to be developing their same character. And so that really is the first thing. The parent has to decide not to make excuses anymore. They have to decide to be honest with themselves about what they see and what they should see. Like, who are they supposed to be? I always use the word ought. Um, a lot of people in the motivational world, they say, well, who do you want to be? What do you want to have? And, and I always think want is nothing like I, I could want anything. I could want chocolate for every meal, but that is not good for me. <laughs> so let's talk about ought. Okay. Who ought you to be? That's a much more deep thing to consider. And when you consider who you ought to be, then you know that you've met the truth and you have to make changes, which does mean that each person has to be valued. That comes from good, strong family bonds in the first place. When you're teaching the children who they ought to become, they get that from their bond with the parents. So as the parents honestly analyze themselves, make changes in their own hearts, their own behaviors, then they create relationships with the children that are open, honest and will just lend themselves good to good communication as well as problem solving and the children get inspired then to do the same things for themselves although the parents are going to deliberately do the teaching for the children to recognize that they're not just going to wait for the children to go oh well mom developed her character in this way so i think i will too no that's a very mature thing and so mom has to do teaching way ahead of time but if mom's not in the right place it's it's always seen as hypocritical and then it kind of falls flat I love that. And I love that distinction between who do you want to be and who ought you to be. And, and one way I tend to say that is who are you meant to be 
as well. And that really kind of just means the same thing as like, you know, we, we have this culture in our society today where you say, follow your passion, follow your dreams, which I love. But the problem is, is often we don't take into consideration um, if it's going to help other people, if it's really what we were meant to do, if it's really good for improving our character and improving the lives of the people around us. And so yeah. I, I like that reframe. Well, so passions and dreams, if you're going to follow those, you first have to say to yourself, where's the root of this passion? Where's the root of this dream? Um, so there's a great poem by Louisa May Alcott called A Little Kingdom I Possess. And in that, she says, for passion tempts and troubles me, a wayward will myth misleads and she's it's a whole poem about conquering herself and she cites passion as a bad thing it's only been in very modern recent times that we have cited passion as a good thing so in in old days they would have said i have a duty now we're trying to make our duty our passion like we're, but the problem is is i could have a passion to hit people I can have a passion to lash out at others. I can have a passion to be right about everything I ever say. I can have a, pa and these are all very immoral passions. And the root of those passions is all pride, selfishness, arrogance, lies, because I'm not perfect at everything. And I'm not, you know what I mean? And so we have to be really careful. So I try to stay away from that word passion because I feel like duty is a stronger word. When you go to ought, then you can go to duty or when you go to meant like you said who you're meant to become then you can say well then what is my duty based on who i know i really am and then we hit identity which truthfully the world right now right now is suffering suffering so bad from a lack of identity parents not knowing what it means to be a parent children not knowing what it means to be a child um just basic everything identity people are, are are attaching identity to objects and to desires and to cravings instead of having their identity be self-evident things that they already know about those, themselves which are part of the ought question oh absolutely and i love all that i love that poem too by the way um <laughs> but what i'm thinking here is like you really hit the nail on the head when you say that the focus tends to go all on the kids when we're trying to change behavior, but really what it does need to be is on us. And part of the reason that that's such a struggle is because of this identity issue, because we tend to place our identity on how our kids are performing. And if they're not living up to our expectations, we start saying, oh, I'm such a bad mom or um, I'm failing my kids because they're not acting like we think that they should. And that should word is a dangerous one too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this is a super dangerous thing that parents do. And it's really just a sign of parental insecurity and not understanding the learning process. So when a parent attaches their own feeling of success or purpose or their ought to, oh, I ought to have perfect children. No, you can't control what some other person is going to choose. And that child, whether you like it or not, is a person and they get to choose, right? So you can't control it. So that's probably not going to be the best identity thing for you to put on yourself is that you are the person that has to impress the neighbors, you know, um, those people that dress just so and get just, you know, the certain belongings, a certain house or whatever to impress all the people that never come over, 
you know, I'm just not that person. I feel like what, what we really need to do as parents is we need to say, who are we really? We are a teacher and they are a learner and we need to help them learn the best way possible. We need to provide the lessons, which means we don't ignore misbehavior. We have to handle it. We've got to teach them. But that also doesn't mean that we need to get angry about it. There's no rule that says teacher has to be angry. In fact, teacher should be the most understanding advocate for the student that there is. But what that also means is the teacher has to be firm. If you're truly loving and merciful and advocating for the success of your child, you have to be consistent firm and be doing the proper teaching. And a lot of parents get frustrated. Um, they tend to get, I hate to say the word, but lazy. They just do. I know they're working their guts out. They're missing how many nights of sleep. They're making all the lunches and meals and doing everything else. And to say lazy just seems like what? <laughs> exhausted. Maybe they're just exhausted. Yeah, maybe exhausted is the term. Well, but they're not they're not putting the energy in the right places. That's right. really what it is. That's right. really what it is. But the result is this type of laziness with one aspect of parenting when they're overkilling on a ton of other things that have to do with parenting. So really then what is that? Priorities, right? So we've got to just get our priorities in the right place so that we can become the version of ourselves that they need us to be. And and that we need us to be. Once we get really solid in our identity, then we have a lot more confidence and calmness in what we're doing. We don't have to worry when we know they're learners. We just have to make sure that the teaching environment and the lessons are solid, the skills, the things they need are solid, and then we can trust the truth will prevail in our teaching. Absolutely, and I totally agree with that because it really does start with us and, and deciding that it's okay for us to parent imperfectly, which we kind of have to decide that because we're going to parent imperfectly. It's <laughs> just kind of a fact of life. <laughs> and, and we have to be okay with making mistakes because we're okay with who we are and, that, and our role in the situation. And I think this is also why it's so important with what you're saying is, is that we need to put the focus back on ourselves. We need to go on the journey ourselves and become who we're meant to become because we need to learn that learning process so we can share that with our kids. Because too many times I think that we get caught in the trap where we want to make our kids learn and do what we want them to do. I mean, it is, and it is a journey. I mean, I still do this even now after practicing all these years. I will catch myself and go, I handled that really badly. <laughs> I was trying to make this kid do something that they didn't want to do. And I told them how they should feel. <laughs> they did not feel heard. Thank goodness for redos. Yeah. And actually, that's self-government. If you can catch it, if you know what it should have been like the, the right way and you felt it the right way and you catch it and then you redo it, that's still called self-government, even though it's not the most perfect version. The perfect version is if you just always do it right the first time. But that doesn't really factor reality. learning curve, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so that's okay, you know, like, and, and as our children grow and they change, I mean, sometimes we have to reinvent what we were doing again and apply it to the new age and the new developmental level that they're at and, and all that kind of stuff. I know we don't have a ton of time here, but I just feel like what we're really talking about is we're talking about loving it. I mean, why not love it? Why would a parent choose to not love 
parenting? Why would they pick that? We can pick it. We can pick to love it and, and we don't have to be perfect at it. In fact, I think you mentioned that we can be, we can be learning as they're learning. And that's the beautiful thing about the principles that I teach is they do help the parent and child learn at the same time. We don't have to be perfect, but we do need to love the learning process for them and for us and feel like, hey, this is what we were meant for. Yeah, for sure. And I also think that sometimes we don't love the journey just because we don't understand that the obstacles are there to help us, to help us learn and become better and become the person that we're meant to become, mm. you know, and, right. and those obstacles come up quite often in parenting. Mm. I mean, we had to have a massive reset last night because we're like, oh my gosh, you guys, the media is out of control. The... <laughs> Well, when you come off of a weekend or a holiday or whatever, sometimes you do have to say, wait a minute, we've gotten a little out of balance here. Yes, we were definitely out of balance, but it was really good because when we sat down to just talk with the kids and just say, you know what, I'm not really sure how to handle this, but why don't you guys give me your suggestions and let's work on this together. It was amazing how they stepped up and they wanted more structure too. They were like, yeah, you're right, mom. I was like, really? Yay, you know? (laughs) So it was great. Okay, well, I'm going to wrap this up because I wanted to make these quick launch day podcast, but I'm excited because uh, we get to hear more from you and we can go more into depth about what the logistics and the basics of your system are so that we can be intentional and we can teach our kids more how to go on this path and how to develop their own character and most importantly, how to govern themselves so they don't always have to have mom nagging them, which has been huge and awesome. To have in our lives <laughs> to let that re- that feeling I always have to be nagging my kids to do something <laughs> go <laughs> so thank you so much um, do you want to add anything else here before we end it no no it's been great and if we're gonna talk more we will share a ton more uh, we've got uh, some some free things we've got some um, fun skills that you can learn and start applying at home and as you said it's gonna be life-changing so yeah join us when we talk again all right thank you so much thanks for listening to the building heroes podcast Can you help more people join the Building Heroes movement by sharing this podcast? More people can find it when you subscribe to the show, rate it, and leave a review. For more help on Building Heroes in your home, get the free Building Heroes resources at www.buildingheroesacademy.com.